Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning, witches. It is February 23rd, 2024. It is Friday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Witch Way Magazine. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, when a witch embodies self-love, her energy becomes magnetic and her senses of possibility becomes contagious. Dasha Avlin. So we're talking catnip. We've already talked the history, the lore, the magic, the health. Today we're talking about like a spell you can use for your catnip. And of course we already talked about, um, we already talked about using it to make a mosquito repellent. But we're going to do a recipe for protection oil. And this is from spells8.com. So use catnip to do a protection oil. Similar to how you did it to make the mosquito repellent. Soak it in an oil. Add catnip. And add a few other herbs that you would typically use for protection rosemary things like that anything you have available this isn't supposed to be like a all-out situation just what you have available in your cupboard some basil some rosemary but primarily catnip make an oil let it sit in uh an oil you prefer i think fractionated coconut oil is great for spell oils it just lasts a really long time uh and leave it in a jar for two weeks and you have a protection oil all right, moving into some headlines. This comes to us from popularmechanics.com. Archaeologists just discovered an ancient Greek temple filled with goals and goals, gold and jewels. Can you tell it's Friday and I've been recording a lot? I've noticed on Fridays I tend to get really tongue-tied because I'm just talking so much. Anyways, Let's try it again. Archaeologists just discovered an ancient Greek temple filled with gold and jewels. It's like a movie, I swear. So the archaeological find kept coming for a team of 50 researchers on the Greek island of Eva. But the kicker may have been locating a 2,700-year-old altar full of precious jewels and historical remnants. Nearby the ancient temple of Amerisa, Artemis on the country's second largest island, archaeologists discovered another temple, this one from the 7th century BC, and it came full of highly used altars, according to a translated statement from the Greece's Ministry of Culture. Notable for its 100-foot length, symbolic of the 100-meter temples of this period in ancient Greece, the find was fully uncovered in 2023 and features exterior walls and an arch on the west side. More intriguing, though, was the significant number of structures found inside it. These structures included several hearths that were likely used as altars. 
A horseshoe-shaped altar was the most unique of the designs, and thick layers of ash, which was rich in charred bones, which showed the possibility of some of them predating the temple, uh, cannot be ruled out. The first level of use of the horseshoe altar yielded pottery dating to the end of the 8th century BC. The find didn't stop at remnants of altars either. The team found alabaster, vases, and locally made ritual jugs. They also uncovered treasure of a shinier kind. Gold, silver, coral, and amber jewelry. Amulets from the east and bronze and iron fittings. The temple was built of rough bricks on a solid foundation of dry stone showing that the ground was still swampy at the time of construction. Along the inner wall of the temple features pillars to support a tiled roof. The team discovered that there was likely a fire that destroyed a portion of the temple, which led to brick partitions being put in place to protect the remnant sections and to a new section that was likely created at the end of the 6th century. In what researchers believe are some of the oldest sections, they discovered geometric period bronze figurines representing bulls and ram. A clay bull head from the Mycenaean period was also located on site. How neat! Oh gosh, it's always like a movie. It really just like blows my mind. Oh, sometimes I think that like all these stories that we hear as witches are just like myth and then they find stuff like this and it just blows my mind. All right, witches, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Friday, February 23rd. The waxing gibbous moon moves from the spotlight of Leo to behind the scenes Virgo today. Here, the moon opposes Mercury. With this aspect, people may be saying things to us that we just don't want to hear. Often, when someone is telling us something that we don't want to hear, it's something that we really need to hear. With Mercury at the anoretic degree of Aquarius, this could be a radical truth that we're just not ready for. But be sure to let the person who has brought it to your attention know that you hear them and that their input is valuable. You'll just need some time to process. Your daily moon mantra is... Better to be slapped with a truth than kissed with a lie. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Only the elusive and exclusive witches, eminent in their communities and ever attuned to the murmurs of the world, are privy to the Grimoire Society's monthly missive. Not for the frivolous, obtuse, or inattentive, our cereal caters to the creme de la creme of witching society, imparting knowledge, amusement, and the art of conjuration at every turn of the moon. Safely ensconced within your witch's cabinet, nestled between the eye of Newt, or consider presenting a subscription to the fledgling witch, new to the neighborhood with a yearning for the enchanting camaraderie of the witching world. Only $5 an issue, free shipping, U.S. only, at thegrimoiresociety.com. All right, we are back. So this is our final day of our self-love series. And today we're talking about setting boundaries. There's a saying that a dishonest yes to something you don't really want to do is a no to yourself. 
We often think that saying yes to everything and always willing to help is a virtue. However, a key part of self-love is knowing when to give your energy and when it doesn't serve you. And I'm actually going to take this a step further. I don't think it's just dishonest to yourself. I think it's also dishonest to the people around you. Have you ever had a friend who says yes to everything and then you realize they don't actually want to do it? And it actually starts to feel emotionally unsafe. You start to be like, well, how can I believe you actually want to do this thing with me? Or if you're just saying yes because you feel like you should. Um, I had a friend and I she 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 definitely had this. And I noticed any time that we were maybe out, maybe having a cocktail or a glass of wine or running an errand together, uh, and her phone rang, she would answer the phone and start to have a conversation as if she wasn't doing something, as if she wasn't busy. And she eventually started to confide in me that she couldn't understand uh, why some of her friends were getting frustrated with her and how maybe they sometimes felt like she wasn't fully there for them. And I kind of had to point this out. I don't think she liked it in the moment. I do think now, however, she would see what I was saying. I pointed out that she sometimes feels like she has to give everyone her attention and therefore she's giving nobody her actual attention right? If she's out with me and we're having a drink together and she answers the phone and has a conversation, now our time together isn't actual quality time. Now, you know what I mean? Now she isn't giving me her attention. And then the person on the phone, you can tell when someone's not fully there, you know? So now instead of giving one friend attention, she's giving neither friend attention. And I had to tell her, I was like, it's okay to answer the phone and go, hey, I'm actually out right now, but when's a good time for us to catch up? So instead of trying to please everybody, and you're not only pleasing nobody, start setting boundaries. <laughs> hey, you know, like I don't answer the phone when I'm out with friends. If I'm sitting and having dinner with people, I my phone face down. Um, there's ways to create boundaries that are not only good for yourself, but good for others. So I'm a big believer setting boundaries isn't just about being honest to yourself, but being genuine to other people. If you have friends who always say yes to everything, you never actually feel secure that they want to be doing that thing with you. And then you never learn what that person likes and dislikes because they say yes to everything. So you're never actually learning real things about these people, you know? Do they actually like action movies or are they just watching it because I want to? And so, again, you're not only being hurtful to yourself, but you're being unsafe emotionally in like a friend way to other people. So I am taking it just a step further. Now, how can this affect our magic? Ooh, boundaries are so important within magic. I uh, am really, really good at boundaries, and I've had other people say, oh, yeah, you can, like, see your boundaries. Like, like people tend to not get overly um, this or that with you because you can just tell you have these boundaries that you're not okay with that. And 
I think it would appear that maybe I like worked hard at creating boundaries and genuinely, no, I didn't. Um, I have great boundaries when it comes to spirit work. I'm very spiritually inclined and people ask me all the time, well, how do you create boundaries? I was like, I never have had to. And when it comes to magic, boundaries are important for your not only skill, but your safety, right? If you're doing spirit work and doing mediumship, you need boundaries so the spirits know what's cool and what's not. So I used to think that like, oh, I'm just naturally good at boundaries. And that's it. But after kind of looking at this, I'm like, no, it's because I've always been just really honest with myself and others. And because I've always been honest with myself and others, I just have curated boundaries. Um, an example is, you know, a, a, a friend asked me, hey, uh, I have this necklace. Do you want it? And it was like brown beads. I'm like, that's not my jam. I also am not really big on jewelry um, a lot of the time unless it's super special. So I said, oh, no, thank you. And the look on their face, it wasn't like it was a gift. Like they clearly had just picked it like, you know, they maybe bought it for $2 off a coworker. Like it wasn't like, hey, I'm giving you a gift. It was like, hey, you want this? And I was like, oh, no, thank you. And like the look on their face was like shock that I like said no. Like they couldn't believe I just said no. And that was really shocking to me. And it told me a lot about that other person. I was like, oh, so you just say yes to everyone. Um, and then I've also have known people who bend over backwards to accommodate and say yes and to do whatever people want. But then behind those people's back, they're complaining and bitching and, ugh, this person, da da da. Um, I had one friend, we're no longer friends. I had one friend who, um, oh, I love hosting people. I love people sleeping on my couch. I love people coming into town and staying with me. But then when I was with her, she'd be like, oh, God, this person woke me up because they went to use the bathroom. And I had to tell her, I was like, dude, you don't like having people over. You want to be someone who likes to have people over. You don't like it. And it's not very nice to offer something if you're going to complain about it. So you need to stop offering. If you don't want to pet sit, stop offering to pet sit if you're just going to complain about it. Say no. And that is boundaries. And it's good for your magic. It's good for you. And it it's good for your friendships. It's good to have authentic friendships, authentic relationships with people. And this is going to create good boundaries, good protection in your magic. And it's just a win. It's just a win. But yeah, I never made the connection that my fierce authenticity with myself and others is what has led me to have good boundaries. Uh, but I definitely see it here. So what are some ways we can create boundaries? Here's one of our exercises. Establishing and maintaining healthy boundaries is a crucial aspect of self-love. Boundaries serve as a protective barrier, safeguarding your well-being and preserving your energy by clearly defining and communicating your limits to others. You create a space where self-respect and self-care can thrive. Redirect your personal and emotional boundaries. Identify situations, relationships, or activities that drain your energy or compromise your mental health. Once recognized, take intentional steps to set boundaries in those areas. This may involve communicating your needs assertively, 
saying no when necessary, or creating physical and emotional space when required. Enforcing boundaries requires consistency, self-advocacy, be firm in upholding the limits you've set, even if it feels uncomfortable initially, and recognize that prioritizing your well-being, prioritizing your well-being is an essential active part of self-love, and establishing boundaries is a tangible way to demonstrate this commitment. Surround yourself with individuals who respect and support your boundaries. Healthy relationships are built on mutual understanding and consideration for each other's needs. As you reinforce your boundaries, you cultivate an environment that fosters self-love and allows you to thrive. So I want you to think of an instance, maybe in the past few months, where you did something that you did not want to do. And how could you approach it next time? I want you to have that thought process. So think, okay, what is something I did recently I didn't want to do? And what could I say next time to not do that thing? Or do that thing in a way that serves my mental health better, you know? Our next exercise, limit time on social media. A core component of self-love is refraining from self-judgment and comparing yourself to others. An easy trap to fall into if you're consistently scrolling through social media. So research has found that many people make social comparisons based on what they see on social media and that there's a strong relationship between social media usage and self-esteem. Limiting time on social media may alleviate feelings of loneliness, anxiety, depression, and fear of missing out. One 2018 study in particular suggests that limiting social media use to less than 30 minutes a day to improve your well-being is something you may want to do. So exercise two, limit social media. TikTok, um, or at least it used to, unless I did and I turned it off. Whoops. So uh, TikTok, for example, had a timer. If you go in the settings, you can set a time that says, I only want to scroll for an hour and like turn the app off after an hour. Or there's an app called Freedom, and you can limit like an hour a day to social sites. So if you struggle to limit your social media time naturally, there's plenty of apps out there that will help you uh, give it a shot. And finally, when you feel your inner critic screaming, take a hard pivot. Criticizing yourself after you disappoint people and or make mistakes is the opposite of self-love because you're not even remotely trying to forgive yourself. Lean in a different direction when criticism shows its face. Maybe you're throwing a tantrum in your head after noticing some typos in a presentation you gave. Try in that moment to forgive yourself for those mistakes and focus on how confident you sounded during the presentation. Sure, you might have added an extra and somewhere and your boss smiled at least five whole times while you were talking. Go you. We naturally focus on the negatives versus the positives. Like I stopped. Okay, so I have a thing. I do not read the reviews on this podcast. I read the first few reviews of my book, The Door to Witchcraft, when it came out, and now I don't read them anymore. If I post something on social media, I'll read the first three comments, and I don't read anymore. Because we will ignore a hundred good reviews and focus on the one bad one. 
And it's human nature, okay? So when you feel yourself doing that, you need to stop yourself and focus on the good or put habits in place to prevent that, like I do when I don't read reviews. Um, I try not to read comments on YouTube videos that I watch because I know it's going to be filled with grossness and why expose myself to that. Put habits in place to prevent your ability from just beating yourself up, you know? Okay, so those are our three exercises for today. I want you to pick one and try one. So uh, those three exercises are limit your time on social media. Think of one time you wish you had set a boundary and how would you set it in the future? And try to put habits in place where you can avoid reading negative material either about yourself or others. All right, witches, what did you think of the self-love series? You like it? Oh, and a reminder, all this information comes from betterup.com, forbes.com, and wondermind.com. Um, but yes, what are your thoughts? Did you like this series? Did you enjoy it? I'm really enjoying doing series. It allows me to expand on topics more than just like for five minutes. Uh, so let me know your thoughts. All right, witches. We are wrapping up this episode of The Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener Josephine. Josephine, you mystical, thoughtful sunflower. Lauren Wilson, you mystical, magical gnome. Lisa McGinnis, you avant-garde, rule-breaking, newborn baby. And Christina Gerritsen, you graceful, scintillating fae queen. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I very much appreciate it. That's all I've got for you today. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we reference can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we'll talk again next week. Bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.